0: The record button, and see what comes up, yeah. And then it's like, I don't want to be too because I also say, like, I want to include you know, some things more a little bit more personal with my life because I want to express how it is I'm able to do what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, having a, a medical condition, a, a permanent medical condition, you know, like people are shocked by the fact that I have multiple sclerosis and I give myself injections every day and I'm still able to run around and do everything that I'm doing. I still am a, a, a face. You know, you don't really see the the craziness that I actually experience, you know? You but don't now, really understand.
1: On your side, who has it? Is it on your mom's side or is it like?
0: Well, it's something that is, there is a genetic component and I have my theories that my mom has it because, okay. but she has a whole bunch of other um, issues that okay. comes with age and eating, you mm. know, poorly you know, in our culture, in our society, as black people in general. So there's the typical, you know, medical conditions that run along the lines of, you know, black culture in general. So it's like, because it's all that extra shit, <laughs> and it's like, you really haven't pinpointed, you know, having not MS. Um, but when I was diagnosed and everything, because there is a genetic component, it's really one of those things that they tried to comfort me with and say that, um it's a random event like when I had the pulmonary embolism once I started the medication like I just got blood clots out the blue Mm -hmm. so it was like well you know things like that random medical events could happen like it's like a car accident it's like you can't predict it you can't assume you know when it's gonna happen you can't prepare for it you can't prevent it it's just gonna happen I'm like right Okay, you know what the problem is? The source of all medical conditions is there's too much acid in the system. That's first of all. And a lot of acid in the system comes from a lot of the foods we eat. And a lot of foods we eat have an acidic base, a cancerous base, if you will. Meat, specifically. So you say, yes, yeah, act, a random event like an accident comes out of nowhere. But it's like, if you really think about it, break it down to the nitty gritty. The baseline of our diet is cancerous baseline of our diet is the source of all diseases so pretty much you mix that with the blueprint they shot you with six days after you left the hospital just think about it you can't have medical research for cancer if nobody has cancer you can't do ms walks and bikes and marathons if nobody has ms so you got to write the blueprint as soon as they're born yeah i said it (laughs) <laughs> you gotta write the blueprint. So then you, you mix a bunch of poisonous concoctions and toxic cocktails throughout your life, meaning your diet and your, your habits like drinking and smoking and, you know, like microwaves and, you know, being around, you know, cell phone usage and technology, all this radiation and shit. And then you just activate it. You just activate the blueprint they gave you when you left the hospital. And now you have fill in the blank. that's exactly what it is so that's why i was like all right well some things are genetically connected some things will happen to you whether you know that it's genetically connected or not like it really doesn't make a difference whether or not i got it from my mother you know i have it period
1: but did you ever act? Your, ever ask yourself why you or cry or like when you're i mean
0: when i first got diagnosed it's like why me you know but as an adult when I I got diagnosed as an adult after I understood while I was in school learning how medical conditions and how people come up with diseases anyway so it's like I understood that everybody has something once I came up with that conclusion that's what was the the summary of all the shit that I was learning everybody has something I came to that conclusion like okay well this is just what I have And it wasn't like a a why me situation. And it it didn't, it never felt that way. It never felt like why me because once I said, okay, everybody has something, this is just what I have. That's what it was. It's, um, I would say it's challenging sometimes to know that I'm going through this, but only because I don't know what other people are going through. So I felt like, well, I can't complain or be upset that this even might, this might even be hard, you know, because I don't know what other people are going
1: through. But do you think it has, do, do, you th- do you think it ever affected any of your relationships? Like, when you tell somebody you have it, do you, you feel like they left because they didn't want to deal with it, or they stayed because so they know, felt sorry? I've, I've never felt that way that they left because they didn't want to deal with me having them. Hold on one second. I would say hold on. Right, go ahead. Go
0: ahead. Yeah. I would say that um, anybody who I was dealing with, it wasn't really like a relationship like that with like, okay, well, this is something that's challenging for the person I'm, I'm with. You know, this is just somebody I'm spending my afternoon with or somebody I'm dealing with. It might even be fucking, it's not even that serious. But I would say if anything, they are no longer around because they just overall got tired of me. And that's um, also, too, why I pre-warn people or pre-apologize for what they may be experiencing in the near future or right now, even at the moment that I'm saying it, you know, that's because I would say that having MS has influenced my attitude and my frustrations and, you know, my snapbacks (laughs) that I will say. And that's what some people can't take. You know what? It takes a special kind of, I would say it takes a special kind of person to handle me. And that's not because I'm trying to be difficult. That's because I'm aware of the difficulties that people aren't already used to. You know, like I don't, there isn't that many me's that people interact with on a regular basis. So it's like by the time they get to me and they have this clashing of the minds, it's it's too much you know was too much so it's like nah like I'm not dealing with that you know like this is just not somebody that I can fuck with like I'm not fucking well however it is they describe it mm-hmm. I don't really know what goes on in people's minds I just know they're here and then they're not and I'm not mad about it and I expect it because especially during the last conversation that, that I was like you know what like it's best that you just keep it pushing you know it wasn't like a, okay well I don't know what happened I'm like nah I know exactly what happened it's too much all right mm-hmm. beat it because it's like the sun doesn't stop being a sun just because you quit blind mm-hmm. you know but if you go blind and decide you ain't trying to fuck with the sun no more that is your right to do so by all means self-preservation is important beat it kid this is not your cup of tea i am not trying to fuck up your life <laughs> i'm really not i'm not trying to drive you crazy and people already have conditions that we we are not um Always susceptible to like people are fucking crazy, like real life crazy. Like I may have some bitterness and some things that people may deem as crazy, but no, people have real mental illnesses. So it's like when I get in my shit, it's like I'm at least a little bit intuitive, and I could tell like, all right, you know what? There's a violent streak here. There is something dangerous about this scenario. And me knowing me for the last thirty-five years, (laughs) definitely the last five. I know that we can't mix those two. You know what I mean? Because self preservation is important. I'm not gonna put myself in a scenario where I could possibly end up, you know, on a headline news and I have to, you know, upset my family and friends who love me. That would be devastating for me to put myself in a risky situation mm-hmm. and I provoke some psycho. Mm-hmm. Oh hell no. Yeah, but that's the-, the only thing that curb my enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. But have you ever <laughs> been
1: in a situation where you or whoever you're dealing with that you actually wanted it to work or you actually fought for it to work and just it just no. didn't pan out that way?
0: No. Okay. No. Um, I've only been, I've only had, there's only been two people that have said that's my boyfriend. That's first of all, like that's my man. And one of which was when I was 19. Okay. So like I said, here I am 35. So as far as relationships, my relationships, I will say, I'm guilty of, they have not been substantial. I really have just been floating in the wind, doing whatever the fuck I felt like, doing and getting, perhaps getting, you know, itch scratched. That's about it. It's not even about, okay, well, but now I'm getting older and I'm thinking about it. You know, I'm focused more on myself and what I want for my life and my significant other. So things are changing and I'm growing into that, but that's now. And now is about the time, because now I've had, you know, my experiences as youth. You know, now I get to experience things as an adult and put things together how I want them to be rather than how they were made to be. You know, I'm learning trial and error. Here we are, here we go. What are we gonna do now? (laughs) What are we gonna do now, Willis? So I've never been in a situation yet. I haven't been in a situation yet where my illness was a factor that I had to consider. And dealing with the other person however because I am going into an age of now I have to say those things or I feel like I have to say those things because I want to connect with someone on that level I want to connect with somebody the where I can grow with so things like that permanent um, medical condition that is important shit I'm gonna need somebody to take care of me someday <laughs> mm-hmm. you know you know, that's real tough But hopefully I can Not hopefully I really do want to do things better So that I won't Be dependent. So the future that I envision Isn't the future That I envision You know Because there's a lot of disability In my future If I allow it to be, And I don't I don't want that Because as independently lazy as I am I love the fact that I can choose to be lazy I love the fact that I can choose not to do nothing If I don't want to I am dreading the day and the times in which my illness will be the determining factor. Like, you know what? I can't move. You know, I can't do I can't do the things that I don't feel like doing anyway, you know? Like that option is taken away from me. And I know that that's, you know, that's in the future. Or at least I feel that that's in the future if I don't oh. correct or improve on behaviors mm-hmm. you know? so and i would love to have somebody to assist me on this road <laughs> to better health or just health maintenance mm-hmm. you know it's going to be hard it's going to be hard